Welcome to Interiors and Sources Design Connections podcast. I am Jane Rohde, the conference chair for the Design Connections Conference that will be held from February 11th through 13th, 2019 in Ponte Florida. I have the pleasure of dialoguing today with Tony Wire, the Advisory Council Member for Design and Education. Tony is a senior associate at Polk Stanley Wilcox Architects located in Little Rock, Arkansas. Welcome, Tony. We're so happy to have you here today. Thank you, Jane. It's great to be here. So I thought we would start off with a conversation about health and wellness versus personal expression. Uh, Tony, you and I and the other advisory council members have been talking a lot about some paradoxes that we've found in the design industry, and this being one of them. With the growing popularity of the well-building standard and fitwell certification systems, how is this impacting personal expression? Um, well, this is a great question, and you're completely right that we deal with a lot of paradox in the design world. What is perceived to be good for you can also be bad. And, um, you know, there are some misconceptions around the well standards and how they apply. I think it's important to note that the pendulum has tended to swing pretty widely over the past 20 years or so. We started out when we took down the walls around private offices, everything was all about the cubicles and being creatures of habit and also getting tired of our surroundings. We eventually got tired of the cubicles. Nobody wants to work in a cube farm. And so rather than really evaluating the workspace and how people work, we just slammed the pendulum completely to the other side of open office. And now we have a problem on the other side where open office really is also not fitting the bill for 100% of employees. So the great thing about uh, well building standard and fit well is that they really dictate a lot of flexibility within the environment and really want to study how we can stop that pendulum from swinging so widely to the extremes and understanding that our workforce is very diverse and complex, multi-generational. We have to consider um, the we versus the me. Um, I think from a standpoint of business ownership, there are some definite pros to having flexible spaces and spaces that are not necessarily owned within the workspace. Uh, we've all known those employees who want to move the sofa into their office from home and decorate with their beanie babies. And as a designers, we all cringe when we see people move into their spaces because there is some destruction of the tranquility and the design there through the personal expression. So how do you control that in an environment where you want to give flexibility, but you also want to stay loyal to the brand and experience of your corporate identity and value system? I, I know that from my own personal experience, at one point I attempted to allow uh, the projects to drive the space. So basically had set up various desk spaces for different projects and then the hope that most of the staff wouldn't mind moving from space to space to space um, to find out that I was rebelled against within less than a week and uh, family photos, big bag bobbleheads and other interesting material samples started to come up and be popped up and, and laid out everywhere all over again. So, so I thought that it was a good idea just from an efficiency model, but I, I think that there's a point of balance between the efficiency model and my favorite bobblehead and at least having some expression of who the person is. Uh, so I almost wonder that with the well-building standard and having like complete flexibility in terms of movement of space, is there even a way to 
I guess it would be the the Pinterest version of uh, actual tangible items um, that does allow a person to actually have some personal touch that it, it without it being extreme. I look at my office is definitely extreme. I mean, between the photographs, samples, weird things that we found that are good textures that might fall into a project at some point in time, there seems to be a need of balance for that. Um, so maybe that was something we'll see in version 3.0 of Well and 2.0 of FitWell, perhaps. Yeah, and I think that the best solutions for that really do incorporate um, some opportunities for personal expression. We're seeing a real explosion in technology, as you mentioned, um, sort of this Pinterest idea. Um, we're seeing a lot of offices utilize um, Yammer networks and uh, things along those lines, almost like a social media site um, for your internal office website. So where you could log in anywhere and it would pull up some of your personal photos so you don't have to carry your picture of your kids around in your backpack, depending on the day and where you're going to sit. I think some of that, too, is generational and we're just seeing things change gradually. But we do see a real difference in uh, not just our baby boomers and millennials, which tend to be used a lot because they're such a big contrast. But really, when you think about Generation Xers, they're also a little bit territorial, and I can vouch for myself in this. Um, I do like that I have a homing, I'm like a homing pigeon. I like that I have a space that I come to every day. Um, but I also really respect and admire the millennials who are willing to work anywhere, and it's more about the engagement and collaboration than the physical desk space. No longer are these spaces tied up in some artificial hierarchy of who the most important person in the office is. Uh, I think that's really egalitarian and admirable. And so I don't think these things are going to change overnight, but I think with standards like well and fit well, we are seeing this begin to creep into the vernacular um, and, and really not even creep. It's coming along much more, <clears throat> excuse me, much more quickly than we anticipated. And I think it's been an interesting process seeing how things work uh, with individuals too, because I know that uh, our office is full of a lot of humor and humor has become a big part of how you kind of survive during the day in many ways. And so a lot of that will have to do with little strange little signs or cards or something like that, that comes from someone that means something special. And I think that, but from a workplace perspective myself, because I travel pretty much probably a third or even more um, of the time in terms of doing work from anywhere, I always feel like I'm, you know, sending that last email and document from the airplane before it takes off, or I could be in the back of a taxi trying to make sure that something goes out and is work, whether it's from my telephone or from my laptop. And I think that I am comfortable with working anywhere I need to be working. But I also think that there's something about that personal touch that that just says, you know, here's my friends, here's my whoever. And so a way to think about that electronically, like I always carry my laptop, my Surface with me all the time. So I don't have like bigger screens, more people that are in my office that are doing uh, more drawing work and Revit work and that type of thing. They have larger screens, so they have larger spaces, you know, just out of requirements for what the technology requires. But I think that that gives them a little bit different opportunity to be able to display something 
versus when you are more mobile. Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have to work at the desk space. I could work anywhere. Um, but the, the fact that I choose to work in that specific space um, gives me a sense of weirdly a comfort <laughs> of it um, because it, it has some of the things that you use on a daily basis. Well, and I think you're really, I think you're really on to something. Um, the, uh, you mentioned humor and team. And so one of the really great developments that we're seeing with this is that there's a little bit of nesting within a team. And so it may be that you don't have an assigned home, but your team of four to six people might get assigned a zone, sort of a war room, if you will, so that you can go and collaborate together on a, a short-term or long-term project in the same space as zone, but you don't necessarily own a particular desk. And so we're seeing some really great expressions um, from the team and individuals within those zones. I think that's a really exciting thing to see because it's a manifestation of that teamwork and collaboration. And it also, uh, you know, part of the well uh, and fit well purpose is to build community and engagement in the workplace because we do spend so much of our time there. Uh, and so, you know, I think that there's really a lot to be said for the flexibility that is built in uh, to these systems. And I think it's exciting to see where they're going to take us. And we love seeing employees come together and be fun. So, so do you think it'll impact the producti productivity of people um, in terms of, uh, I know that from being in WeWork spaces and other spaces, that little telephone booth comes in really handy when you need to make a call. Um, I do like the openness of being able to have a conversation with a group and also being able to have a office space that can be closed off like a team room or, or the war room, as you put it. Um, it seems that the satisfaction productivity of workers is something that I don't know that it's been completely measured. Uh, I know after talking with the research team at the American Society of Interior Design at their headquarters, which is, is well platinum certified as well as lead platinum certified, they talked about how productivity seemed to be good quality of productivity, but it also filtered over into their work life, from their work life to their home life in terms of different things that they looked at, in terms of maybe it was food selection or um, opportunities to move around within the space. Um, but do you think that we're going to see a, a positive for the impact of satisfaction and productivity as a, as a result of people using well and fit well? I absolutely do. And there are some really great articles out there about this. Um, when it comes down to privacy, um, Steelcase and Harvard Business Review teamed up to do a study and they boiled privacy down. You know, we talk about that and we think, what is privacy really? Is it, you know, going behind a closed door? Maybe yes, but to do what? It really boils down to two main um, identifiers. One is informational privacy. And you touched on that when you mentioned the phone booth idea. Because we are working so much during the day, we're definitely having to talk to our doctors and have conversations with our kids and all those things at work. And so there is a desire to be shielded from that acoustically. Well, that can happen within the well and fit well community in an open and flexible office. You just have to create a place for it. Uh, the second level of privacy really is stimulation control. And that uh, drives at the heart 
of the personality of the individual. So uh, typically, uh, just to really oversimplify it, we have introverts and extroverts in the office, uh, people who enjoy being social, people who don't. Some people can work in a tornado. Other people need to have complete calm and quiet or focused uh, work. So again, I had mentioned that pendulum screen earlier. It's really about providing lots of choice and flexibility within your environment um, and contributing to that and the overall satisfaction and productivity of individuals are those choices that well and fit well build in that bring up mind, the importance of mindfulness, the importance of taking breaks during the day, the importance of standing up um, and not just sitting down all day not just grabbing donuts when you're feeling stressed out and hungry, but really thinking through um, what is the most nourishing thing that you can do for yourself, working in calming environments. And you're absolutely right. When you start to get that, uh, when you start to do that well at the office, it does translate into other facets of your personal life. And let's hope it doesn't mean that we never get to eat a donut again. <laughs> oh, gosh, I know. I mean, maybe just once a month, right? <laughs> right. It's kind of a, a work of balance. I, I know here we are um, coming into the new year of 2019 with, um, you know, all those resolutions of how we're going to take better care of ourselves. And, and the term that's been floated around here a lot is self-care. And I got to tell you that self-care was not part of my corporate world, you know, 15 years ago, no one wanted to hear about the fact that you didn't feel well or anything. They just wanted to get your, your work done. They wanted to know that they were on time and on schedule. Uh, so the fact that people are looking out for the humanity side of who we work for and, and, and who works for you and trying to balance those things, uh, family, family life, trying to figure out how you're going to balance staff needs when you have maternity leave and paternity leave and things like that. So, so it's just been a, a really interesting time right now um, to see how health and wellness is something we've always looked at in the healthcare industry because we've had a large depth of research that the Center for Health Design has worked on all these years um, amongst many academics. Uh, but we also look at from the research perspective of how that impacts everyday workspace. And, and I think that this advent of the, the two certification systems will be interesting to see for the future what, what will actually happen, how we continue to make a difference. Um, I've even noticed it in terms of some of the questions I get from potential employees about what the humanistic part of what they're looking at to get out of a job. And, and we've not really had those conversations very much in the past. Um, so I think that that's a, another component that's very exciting. I completely agree. And I think um, it's also this, this idea of whole human health and self-care is getting us out of the old mindset that you're only being productive if your head is glued to a computer screen. Uh, we are human beings and we need breaks. We need to be stimulated by our social surroundings. We need moments of mindfulness and quiet and reflection. And also in a, in a digital uh, gig economy and social media driven world, we do need those points throughout the day where we can touch base and connect with other people. And the understanding from our bosses and the C-suite that if I take a five minute break to check my Facebook, that doesn't mean that I've been goofing off all day. And so I think when a company embraces a standard like well and fit well, 
they're not only doing some really tangible and important things to communicate care for their employees, but they're also sending a message to their employees that it is okay to be human. We do not expect you to operate and function like a machine in this environment. And we see that stress is one of the biggest drivers of poor health in this country. And so anything that we can do to begin to mitigate that has a positive effect on virtually every other aspect and industry in our country. I want to thank you, Tony, for talking with us today uh, from the Interior Sources Design Connections podcast and talking about health and wellness versus personal expression. And here's to a new year for both of us to look at a little bit more self-care and a little less on the efficiency and a little bit more on the humanistic side of life. Take care and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year.